Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Off the Bench Podcast on 104.5 ESPN. For more, follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore ESPN or on YouTube. Good morning, everybody. It is 7 a.m. on Thursday, October 19th. Today in Baton Rouge, expect clear skies with a high of 83. Coming up on OTB, we have a new edition of Big Deal or No Big Deal at 9 a.m. And Chef Michael Johnson joins the show for a new edition of Munchies at 9.15. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OTB underscore ESPN. Or catch us on YouTube at the 104.5 ESPN channel and subscribe for daily content. Hour number one of Off the Bench, live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge studio, starts now. Here we go! All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Jacob Hester and T-Bob Hebert. Yeah, 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 yeah! Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. Hey, this I gotta come off the bench. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. Yo, yo, yo. everyone welcome in welcome in thursday october 19 2023 and this is a brand new edition of off the bench of course it is. you can't do this thing recorded so you know what else is it going to be can't be an old one uh and we got a great show planned for you today who that game day for your new orleans saints few saints topics i want to get to here in the first hour we'll start with a little lsu Preview all the big CFB games coming up this weekend in hour number two. I've got some quarterback food for thought. We got big deal or no big deal. Munchies going to be a excellent Thursday. Uh, Jake, what's up, man? How we feeling? Uh, all good. How about yourself? Doing well. Doing well. What about you boys back there? Doing well? Everybody good? Yeah, man. Hype for the game tonight. Your sniffles okay? I'm good. I'm, I'm pushing through. <laughs> what, what games tonight? Uh, Saints and Jaguars. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I too was like, uh, uh, how you how are you feeling, Taylor? What's going on? Man, I'm feeling good. Yeah, good mood this morning. Yeah, I'm all right. Good. Woke I'm up on the right side too. of the bed, if you say. Yeah, I did too. Actually, it's funny how you just have some of those days. Wake up feeling refreshed, feeling good. That that's that's me well, as well. I was, still, I was telling Mario, I got this issue where it's like I think I have like some sort of alarm some cream battery oh. that oh. some sort of like alarm battery that's dying in my house because yesterday morning at five thirty and this morning you hear a little whistle. It's like. It does that like twice and then stops. It did it 5.30 yesterday morning, 5.30 yesterday evening, and 5.30 this morning. 
I have no sure idea not, what it is. You sure it's not Mario just checking in? It's not outside the window. It, it's, I mean, it might be. I didn't watch. check outside the window. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Let us know what it is whenever you figure out. Um, all right, let's go ahead. I, look, I, I want to talk. I want to start with LSU. I want to start talking about that O line. But I had just a little food for thought before we get into that. Uh, look, I, I love Army. I get another respect for the kids and the armed forces and everything that we always talked about. Um, and, it, and look, I, I think the camo end zones are a nice tribute. I think it's going to be a very fun celebratory weekend in Tiger Stadium. Uh, but I'll be damned, Jake, if after coming off of five straight uh, SEC games, if this week just doesn't really reinforce just how much I love big-time matchups, right? Like, I just don't feel like I got any juice for the LSU game this weekend. I I feel like I need to be existentially threatened. Otherwise, I just kind of feel like I'm going through the motions. Like, it's just the more and more we get into this year, I, I, I'm realizing that I just have no... I don't I don't care about the rental wins. And and maybe that's I mean, I don't know. I I don't think I'm being unfair in saying that here. Like Army's not going to beat LSU and it's not disrespectful. LSU puts way more money and way more of their identity and way more everything into football and it's just a situation where Again, it just if like like kind of what's the point of it, you know? What do you gain? Are you only exposing yourself to risk? It, it, I mean, it's not really a pseudo buy. Army's going to play hard as hell, hit you hard as hell. Like, you're not going to come out of it feeling like good on the other side. I just, I don't know, man. I Here's to hoping in the, uh, in the new future of college football that we can get the good on good every single week. Um, <clears throat> this matchup, uh, I mean, maybe it's because of my family's background. I, I'm actually pretty excited for it. Um, if you're going to have one of these games, I'd rather it be Army than than almost anybody else or something like this. This is a football team that is not just going to put a a bad product out there. It's not going to be one where – and, look, we've seen some of those over the last couple of years. I mean, they still – it's a football team that, you know, has played Syracuse tough, played Boston College tough. Are they a good football team? Uh, no, I wouldn't put them in that category. But, I mean, they play fundamentally sound. And, again, there's just the Army portion of this and the troops portion of this. And, uh, you know, getting a chance to see Army-Navy last year and to see the pride and the passion that this football program has. And so I, I completely agree 99% of the time with you. Like, I don't need to see LSU and, and McNeese, like, ever yeah. again in my life. Uh, yeah. or, or a lot of other teams I could throw out there. I didn't mean to throw just a, a stray at McNeese. Arkansas State. Everybody's going to stop being sensitive, though. It's not strays. Like, it's not strays. It is what it is. They're not um, They're not good games. Like, they're not good products for the consumer that's spending hundreds of dollars. There's millions of dollars that goes into putting on this entertainment. And they're just games that don't have any entertainment value either. Like, if, you, if, if your biggest argument is, oh, well, they're good family games because less people care about them. I think that's kind of fundamentally flawed in the entertainment space. Yeah. I mean, we, look, we have multiple... You know, military bases here in Louisiana. You've got Fort Polk that's right there, not too far from here, Army base. And so, like, there's intrigue in this one to me, but it's only because of who the opponent is. It's, you know, it's a, a lot of other opponents that I would agree with you. And in this portion of the season as well, when you've been on kind of a heater, certainly offensively, you've played all these SEC games, 
this is going, if you're trying to look at it from the other side, this is an opponent that even though they don't run their normal triple option, it's still it's an offense you're not going to see the rest of the year, so it's not going to help you down the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't want to spend too long in it. It just, it, it's really, like, two things have struck me through the course of the season. First, that I, I don't actually like the blowouts as much as I like the close ones. Uh, like, sure, last week was great. Yeah, you know, all four, fa- all four, all, all three phases of the game, the most complete game uh, that LSU played. But quite frankly, it was kind of the least interesting post-game shoe to do because of that. And even our film review was way short, right? And so this is just that same sort of deal. But uh, it's all well and good. I do want to talk Joe Moore Award uh, because LSU's offensive line has been named to the midseason honor roll by the Joe Moore Award. Um, this, of course, the award given the most outstanding line in college football. Uh, there are five other teams in the SEC right now in Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Mizzou, and Tennessee uh, that are also with LSU as advancing in this award. Uh, look, we all know the LSU numbers. Uh, they're fantastic. Um, uh, top 10 in total offense, first downs, third down conversion, and really top five in the vast majority of these um, they're one of only two teams to uh, nationally be ranked in the top 10, both rushing and passing yards. Like, they're they're awesome. Uh, I want to look at these other offensive lines of the SEC real quick. First off, UGO's o, UGA's O-line is not that good. A uh, ton of talent, but that's one of the main reasons why they've kind of struggled at times this year is their O-line is kind of inexplicably uh, poor. They're not able to run the ball like they want, and they've struggled in the protection at time. Auburn kicked UGA's O-line's ass, and we saw what Auburn did LSU. Um, Florida couldn't even run against Kentucky, got their ass kicked against Utah. You're out. <laughs> um, Mizzou is fine, but nothing special. Um, like, they're, they're definitely they're, they're, they're pretty good. They're just not close to where LSU is at. And Kentucky had that one good week against Florida, um, and I don't know, you know, the big blue wall. A lot was made of it that week. Didn't do too well against Mizzou in that Blake Baker defense. Uh, Tennessee is the only other O-line, Jake, that I will show respect for on this list. And statistically, it's probably the only O-line that is as good or maybe even better than LSU. Nobody's better at preventing TF. Well, I think LSU might actually be first in TFLs. Tennessee second. No, no, I think it's flipped. Either way, Tennessee is the only one that seems kind of on the same level as LSU. Like, the only reason why that Tennessee team's any good this year is because they somehow were able to change over their identity yep. completely, and it all hinges on that offensive line. They've been excellent at uh, stopping havoc. They have the best rushing attack in the SEC. Even when teams know that's all they can really do is run the ball. And one thing to watch for, Jake, because like I said, I think Tennessee and LSU should be finalists for their awards, this award. Both teams are going to go into Tuscaloosa and have to take on that Alabama front seven. This weekend is the Vols opportunity. We'll see LSU in a couple of weeks. That could go a long way towards determining who wins this award. So, yeah, because Tennessee, I agree with you. And Tennessee's offense kind of got put into a category of, you know, Hendon Hooker, big plays, Jalen Hyatt throwing the football. And they did that extremely well. But this is a team that really, if you even go back to – a year ago, they averaged 200 yards per game on the ground. Yeah, I yeah mean, they, they ran it well last year. They just don't have any explosive passes this year yeah, like and, they did. And the one thing that I always give Josh Heupel credit for is every run is available out of every formation. They will run, out of 11 personnel, they'll still run gap scheme runs. They'll run power counter. They'll run the whole 
gambit of runs. Uh, you see some stretch lead. Everything is available, and that makes it very difficult for this team, uh, our team going against this uh, Tennessee rushing attack to stop them because, well, you have sub-personnel on the field, and this offensive line does a nice job of doing their job. Yeah. Right? They do exactly what they have to do. They have some advantages because of the sub-package personnel they're going against, but that's a credit to Tennessee and their tight ends for being able to get that done in 11 personnel. Well, and also teams aren't having to respect uh, Tennessee taking the top off like they were last year. I no. mean, I mean, they, they can start to commit, you know, if they want to play more cover one or whatever they want to do to try to get more people involved in run defense like they can. And that's the way to beat Tennessee, even last year when they could bomb it. Yeah. Like the only games that they struggled is when they couldn't run it. And and so it's uh, I'm going to be fascinated because – you look at this Tennessee-Alabama matchup, and I think it, and we'll get to it in our hour two preview of all the games, but I think it kind of boils down to a bit of, uh, I, I think Tennessee's better in the trenches. Uh, both front sevens are very good at creating havoc. Tennessee's, like I said, is tops in the league in terms of sacks allowed and TFLs allowed, whereas Alabama's bottom of the league in both, right? Yeah. So it's going to come down to can Tennessee's O-line be good enough to overcome Jalen Milrow's explosivity, right? Like, I think Tennessee has an advantage in the trenches. I think that Milrow compared especially to Milton is just vastly more explosive. And, and, and I'm going to be fascinated to watch that kind of push and pull play out this weekend. Did you see when they asked Coach Saban about all the stats you just gave? about the tackles for loss and how much they're no. <laughs> creating there. They said, you know, are you worried about it? And he looked, he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like, what do you mean we're dead last? He gave, like, a good, like, stone cold, like, hell yeah. They're dead last in sacks. They've allowed uh, double – no, they've allowed triple the amount of sacks. I think it's 31-9 to nine yeah. compared to Tennessee. And then uh, they've allowed over double the TFLs. So – You surprised by the line or, or by the perception of this game? Uh, right now, Alabama minus nine. Matchup yeah. predictor 76.4 in favor of Alabama. Yeah, I thought Tennessee plus nine was the easy play there. But I don't know, man. I, I keep talking about my guy Colin Wilson, the gambling guy from Snaps. He recorded yesterday. It'll release today. He has been on fire, and his play was Alabama minus nine. So, um, and, and the reason he did come down to the explosivity of Jalen Milrow that, okay, yeah, you can get after the quarterback and get a him. Well, guess what? He's been incredible under pressure. Jalen Milrow actually has an NFL quarterback rating of like 125 when pressured or something this season. Like, yeah. he has been incredible. And he's had to be because he's pressured constantly. And so he's basically saying, okay, yeah, like that looks like a weakness, but Milrow is good at overcoming said weakness. It's one of the reasons why he's the best option at quarterback for Alabama. Yes. Because absolutely. otherwise, Ty Simpson, we saw against South Florida, I mean, he was just getting knocked around. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's um, So we'll see. We'll see. But, but this, I mean, I guess this all started as a conversation about the LSU offensive line. Um, who I think are the best in uh, in, in the conference and, and probably in the country, uh, but how Tennessee does and how LSU does going forward, especially into T-Town, will help eliminate one from this group. All right, when we get back, we're going to get to Saints a bit later in the hour. Uh, I got a little question for you that concerning the quarterback position, specifically how you look to build a roster around your quarterback or find a quarterback for your roster. Keep it locked right here on OTB.
Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Go check out Noel Family Distillery. Uh, they're in they're in Donsol, Louisiana. If you just want to go tour the facility, it's 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 a lot of fun. But but look, man, how about this? I, I more want to just remind you to go try out the spirits. Okay, um, it's the official tequila of LSU athletics. The Noel Blanco is. They also have the delicious reposado. Natalie Noel traveled to Mexico for months and months and months and studied. Um, the entire process, take different different notes, how you can change things. And she created a unique blend of highland and lowland agave plants with some other traits that she believe represent Louisiana. And that's the thing about Noel. Everything goes back to being from the boot, even down to the official amphibian of Louisiana, Louisiana tree frog, known for its persistence in the face of adversity being the logo. So Stop buying from out of town, but just put it to the test. You're going to get hooked. I'm telling you. Noel Family Distillery. Buy from the boot. Noel. In times of need, get a full list of phone numbers, websites, and other. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to OTB. Guys, I got a question for the room. What do... Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., Caleb Williams, Dylan Gabriel, Bo Nix, Timmy McClain, Caden Salter, Jackson Dart, Jordan McLeod, Sam Hartman, Quinn Ewers, Graham Mertz, Spencer Rattler, Shadur Sanders, TJ Finley, and Cam Ward all have in common. Yes. I can go first? Yeah. They're all quarterbacks. Uh, that's actually the third thing. That that's true. I didn't think uh, they all, all play football. They're all transfers, and they're all in the top 25 in quarterback ranking in rating in the nation. That was my next guess. Not the conference. The nation. They're all quarterbacks. They're all transfers. And they're all top 25. That is 16 of the top 25 quarterbacks, Jake, that are transfers. 65%. Now, here are some of the... It's not everyone. But here are some of the big names that aren't. J.J. McCarthy, mm-hmm. Jalen Milrow, Tyler Van Dyke, Brady Cook, Kyle McCord, Carson Beck. Which group are you taking? Are you, are, are you siding with the homegrown talents? McCarthy, McCarthy's awesome. Milrose, you know, Milrose's fine. And Dyke's pretty good. I love Brady Cook. You love Brady Cook. Cal McCord, we're going to see this weekend, but I don't, we gonna see. I don't think he's much. Carson Beck's been okay. I mean, no, I want Dan's play. So, look, the point of this exercise, me and Emil were just talking about quarterbacks this morning and, and, and trying to figure out, like. As one does it. 5.30 in the morning. Exactly, probably. exactly. <laughs> and trying to figure out, like, you know, how do, how do you do it? How do you do it nowadays? How did the Pac-12 end up here? How did blah, 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 blah? Is this a, is this a sample? And, and it's like, well, I don't care about, like, and I think the original question posed was something along the lines of, like, uh, do you think that you have to, what was it, maybe, like, bring in a transfer instead of, like, playing a young guy too early or something? And I, I don't know, but eventually it just got simplified to the fact that, look, I just think you have to bring in a quarterback transfer every year. And I don't care about who the incumbent is. I don't care. I mean, unless I guess you got like a returner like a Jaden Daniels, right? There there wasn't much need there, especially with the back of like Garrett Nussmeyer. But it just seems like to me 
If you do not have a bona fide starter that you already know and believe in that is returning, then it seems like a bit of roster malpractice if you're not going to at least bring somebody in to challenge for the job or to push or to see if you can be better. Because, like, even though it's, I mean, you could say it's a jerk move to, like, let's say, like, someone like Carson Beck, right, who's waited his turn. Um, you could say that maybe it's a jerk move to bring in someone, but it's also a very NFL move, right? It's like, it's it's the classic, it's just a business meat market sort of idea. And I I mean, how, how, how do you, what is the argument against it, you know? Because I, at the end of the day, it's just competition and it's at the yeah. most important position on the football field. Yeah, I'm certainly with you. And that's why we looked at Alabama's quarterback situation and they decided, hey, no, we're going to roll with our guys. We're going to get from in-house, you know, our starting quarterback, and then they go through spring, and they're like, oh, boy. Um, I'm not sure that was the greatest idea. And then they panic because nobody's left, and you go get Tyler Buckner. Yeah. Well, I mean, that didn't work out. And so now, credit to Jalen Milrow. He's been, you know, for what they have available and what they struggle with to his skill set, it's worked out in some ways for them. It hasn't mm-hmm. been perfect by any means, but it is a risk almost to go and I I hate that because we're talking about high school players going into college and developing it's like you don't really get that opportunity at these big time programs anymore like if we went school by school even in the Pac-12 right right because the Pac-12 is a conference that has been incredible this year it's like average between 6 and 8 ranked teams every single week and you look at I mean it's almost it's almost 100 percent. It's almost right at 100 percent. USC, Washington, Oregon State, Oregon, Utah, Washington State, Stanford, Colorado, Cal. Every one of those teams has a transfer quarterback. I think the only ones that don't have a starting transfer, UCLA and Arizona State. And Rashad, that's when Rashada starts. But if Drew Pine starts for Arizona State, they have they a transfer. So in Arizona, Arizona has one as well. So let's throw them. In there, Dolores a transfer mm-hmm. from Washington State. It's yeah, it's just it's 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 the name of the game. It's what you have to do nowadays. And and now I, I should also say though that when you get a five star quarterback out of high school, uh, don't be too married to them. Remember, like we we went through it last year. The Athletic had that giant study where they looked at okay, what are the percentage chances that this guy sticks around? And I want to say it ended up being over fifty percent. It is it is more likely than not. That he leaves, and what's crazy, Jake, even if he plays, he still leaves the majority of the time. Like, even <laughs> right. if he plays, because a lot of times you thrust him in too early, maybe he's not ready, it goes poorly, fans yeah. hate him, call for his head, he leaves, et cetera, et cetera. So, it's, it's, it's just some interesting food for thought that I was bouncing around this Tuesday, October 19th, as LSU fans are currently witnessing uh, for the second time in four years otherworldly Heisman-level quarterback play how, how, how do you try to keep that train rolling? And I know that it's going to upset um, many Nuss fans who say that, and this is in no way a slight against Nuss. And I understand that, and I can empathize with, it would be tough if you stuck around and you're like, hey, now it's my time, and then somebody else shows up. But you also have to recognize you have a ton of inherent advantages over whoever shows up because you have been yeah. there. You know the scheme. You know the receivers. You know the coaches. Go win the job. It's what everybody has to do no matter what. Miles Frazier's job was threatened earlier this year. It's like Lance Hurd started to merge. You know what Miles Frazier did? He started playing even better, mm-hmm. and he locked it down, and he became the clear, unquestioned starter. It's just how athletics works. Yeah, competition's great. I mean, I, I know for me, like every single year, it's like, all right, 
how many five star running backs are they going to bring in? It's going to be one or two yep. this year, and that's just that's what it is. And to be honest with you, if you start thinking about that, like that's where you get into trouble. You just got to know it's coming, and you have to accept it. You have to know that they're bringing in players to try to replace you, and that can make you better or it can make you worse. You get to decide which player it makes you. It's just like in the NFL. I mean, yeah. every single Monday they're trying to bring in players to replace you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every single day you fight for your job. Now, it's not to that extreme in college because you can't make transactions during the season. But now you can make transactions. It's just a couple of different times in the year. And like for, for Nussmeyer, he has at least shown in big games, like the game against Georgia last year, a couple yeah. of different times in his career, what he can be. Because even if, if he hadn't done that, like then we're having a different conversation. Like we're, we're almost talking about like which quarterback are you going to go get? But because Nuss has shown that he can be that type of player, it's like it's a little bit different of a conversation about, okay, well, who do you bring in maybe to just you know give him some competition, help him compete, try to raise his level of play. So if he had not played and you were in a situation where you were starting him sight unseen almost next year, then you'd probably go get one of the biggest quarterbacks out of the portal. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and look, and, and, and that's another thing, right? It's like maybe you go less all in on it and you just add a body for competition if you do like – your guy, and if they like Collins, and they and they, and they like Colin Hurley coming up, um, but it just feels like all the data is pointing towards you better be damn sure if you're not going to go out there and uh, try to just put another body in that room. Gulf South says I'm sure a major reason why five star QBs tend to transfer so much because the school they committed to doesn't commit to them when they bring in transfer QBs. That is beta thinking right there. Again, it's just competition. And it's actually factually incorrect because, like I said, it doesn't even matter if a five-star quarterback plays and starts very early on. They normally still end up uh, leaving and going somewhere else. Um, Match, it's just not the quarterback position. It's and plus, like I mean, who cares about being a five-star once you've committed? Like, yeah. like if 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 you play like a five-star, the school will commit to you. If you don't play well, you get benched, and your high school ranking means nothing. I mean that that stuff kind of goes out the window for the most part. Like as soon as you all yes, get here, exactly. At, at, I can tell you, as the lowest rated person in my recruiting class, I never felt that. As soon as we got here, we were here. Yeah, like every one of us was here, and it didn't matter. Like we all had the same opportunity. We all were out there in seven on seven. We're all in the weight room with Coach Moffitt. We all ran one tens, and when practice started that fall, it wasn't like, hey, five stars up here. Hey, the rest of y'all, y'all stay over there on that field. Like, no, we're all together. Yeah. And hey, go prove it. It's the classic military thing. They got to break you down and then build you back up. <laughs> they tell uh, you from, the first the day same. you get here. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think for fans, you put so much into these recruiting races yeah. that when you get one of those guys, you want them to work out so badly. But again, the data just doesn't say that it will. So if you can free yourself of those mental chains, you're going to be a happier football fan when it comes to evaluating the roster. Um, just some food for thought going in. I'm trying to think how Coach Moffitt used to put it. Like that first like workout in the weight room when all the freshmen were there. 
Uh, uh, just a lot of cursing. Sweet nothings. And you, you know, you suck and you're nothing. No, and, no, uh, no, come on, man. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe not. That maybe that's not the exact <laughs> verbiage, but I think that's kind of the uh, the message. Like D recruitment. Uh, yes, D recruitment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The D recruitment yeah. of you've yeah. been, you know, you've been slapped on the butt and told you're the greatest thing and given a lot of attaboys. It's the classic. Uh, it's it's the classic. What you call it? Um, yeah, it's a military thing. That's what they do: break you down and build you back up. Uh, Press says, was Aaron Rodgers beta thinking in Green Bay? Well, the NFL in that case is a bit different because Aaron Rodgers is saying, wait a second, I'm still an MVP quarterback. Use this first-round pick on a receiver or a lineman or a back or somebody that's going to help me to win a championship, right? That's the difference therein. Getting a guy out of the transfer portal doesn't preclude you from adding a weapon. You don't have a salary cap. You don't have a draft pick. Like There's no opportunity cost to adding a quarterback uh, where now, oh, well, now I can't add this running back. So that's the key difference there. Um, all right, when we get back, I want to talk Saints. Saints game day. Let's get into it. Coming up next here on OTB. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. K2Z window coverings. K-T-O-Z blinds.com. K-T-O-Z blinds.com. Uh, custom window coverings that Wow. And uh, look, whether it's blind shades, plantation shutters, interior, exterior, K to Z window coverage is your answer. Built this thing from the ground up 25 years in the game, and they can handle whatever job you want. So you're into interior design, your wife is, you want to bring your outdoor living space to the next level, whatever, you call K to Z. So multiple options, multiple things they can do for you, and they're going to have you know, multiple options, interior, exterior, also like different colors of what they can do for you. I didn't know that coming in, but with all that, all that information, all things they can do, it is still a quick and easy process when they come in. Like Rand's going to get straight to the point. He's going to figure out where to place exactly what you want. K2ZBlinds.com, K2ZBlinds.com. Our listeners fire up their opinions on the Jim's fun. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Tannin, y'all. Welcome back to OTB. Roll right along here. Here's your fun Derek Carr fact of the day. Derek Carr is the third lowest completion percentage in the NFL of passes thrown into the end zone. Only 17%. Only Anthony Richardson and Ryan Tannehill are lower. And Derek Carr's 17 attempts actually lead the NFL. So it was 17 times starting in the end zone. That's the most in the league completes the least. So, again, consistently getting there, but failing once there. Hey, look at the Pete Carmichael link at 730, guys, to get me that uh, ready with sound. Sorry, I forgot to tell you during the break. Um, and, Mario, you texted something, and there's something I wanted to touch on yesterday, but we never we never got to it exactly. Uh, but you texted something about Doug Peterson, yearning. 
for Doug Peterson. And it's probably going to hurt a little extra for Saints fans tonight if you lose this game watching Doug Peterson, a coach that you could have had, coach this 4-2 and two Jags team with an exciting young quarterback. And remember what he took over. Yes, garbage. Dumpster yeah. fire. Dumpster, yeah, an Urban Meyer dumpster fire. Didn't start well either. Urban Meyer dumpster fire. They went 3-7, and seven, still made the playoffs, beat the Chargers in the True, first round. True, that's crazy to think about. Um, I know we're using the benefit of hindsight, but Jake, once again, all your Saints takes prove to just come up golden. But, um, man, sometimes my brain is really dumb, especially when it comes to the Saints. Like, if we just take a step back, boys, how do we all convince ourselves that siding with Dennis Allen over a Super Bowl champion made sense? Like we did some IQs, a lot of other fan bases of mental gymnastics. We did some real ass mental gymnastics, some mental gymnastics to arrive uh, where we did. It was a high. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I guess half yeah, fair. Yes. But still it's ridiculous. Yeah. That one, that one didn't make a lot of sense to me. And whenever, well, you know, he interviewed there, it's like, okay, well, I don't know that this is the, the top spot that Doug Peterson wants to be in, but spent a lot of time in Louisiana. Played his college ball in Louisiana, coached high school football in Louisiana. I'm like, oh, yeah, probably, probably a job that he would desire, certainly. It's like, no, 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 no. We got Dennis Allen. Yeah. Yeah, Super Bowl champion on one hand and a guy with like a – 35 winning percentage on the other. 35 might have been. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. I think 35 it might be a little too high. I know. I feel like 18 and 40. I feel like he's around that range. I feel like it's about it's about 35. Okay. Maybe a little under. Maybe more right. like 30, 28, 30. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but, mm, 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 mm. but it's okay because you have a Saints offense that has five passing touchdowns in six games and averages 3.4 yards per carry. You know? How about this? What do you think the longest run of the year is? Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. I'm going to guess the Jamal Williams one at the end of the Titans game, like 13 yards. Close. 19 yards. 19-yard scamper. Longest on the year. We'll get to 20 eventually, boys. Maybe second half of the year, though. Uh, We'd call that an explosive run. And, and look, I'll say this. In terms of rushing the ball, it doesn't really matter because the Jags are awesome against the run. Third in the NFL, but they are awful against the pass. Okay? So, Derek Carr, you're in the dome. You got all the weapons. They give up 270 per game, the Jags do. That is 31st in the league. Come on, guys. Got to find some way of having success tonight. But it's okay. You know why? Because we got PDC on the call. Here is Pete Carmichael, Jake, breaking down how those last four plays came to fruition last game. Yeah, I think that, um, I think, uh, you know, obviously we didn't execute some of the some of those uh, those plays, but I think that we felt confident in going in with the plan kind of what we had um anticipated i think they um we got some pressure looks i thought there was just uh you know it's a we all got to be better and i think uh you know starting with the coaching staff and then the execution of, of those plays communication um but again uh you know obviously every week you prepare for those situations and you have what you on your call sheet you know plays that you feel good about and um we came up short. In general, though, that was that was something. I think part of that could also you be calling in that situation. I think also seen. could be part of what the defense was giving us, yeah. um, what they were doing. Maybe um, you know, at times you might lose a check down or something like that. But I think that uh, uh, again, it was part of 
you know, it's, it's part of the play call. It could also be part of what the defense was doing. Pete, was, it, was that what you called, or was that changed based on what, what Derek was saying? Did he check into something? No, I think that uh, it was, it was um, you know, it was really kind of the plan, whether I called it or whether it was checked too. I think that, uh, you know, it was, it, was, um, it was executed with just maybe some of the communication uh, that starts with me uh, didn't get handled. Did you guys think that was going to, like, the poor Burt still looked like he got ran three different times and that, like, did you see something each time that you thought, like, okay, like, if we get better protection, we can have Yeah, I, I think that there's some, uh, you know, there were some adjustments, too, to maybe some of those routes that uh, could have happened. And, uh, again, I think as like, everybody's committed to getting better and making sure that those, those things don't come up again. <laughs> okay, a couple of things. First off, everybody started laughing as soon as he started talking. <laughs> Just because he sounds a bit like Kermit the Frog, who cares? Uh, Pat Mahomes sounds like Kermit the Frog has been smoking for 20 years. Um, he sounds more like Kenny Powers. He just, well, how do you interpret that word salad, Jake? I That was a bit of, I felt like that was like, he kind of feels like it was more on the players and that they screwed it up, but he didn't want to say so. He didn't want to say anything. And so he was doing the kind of thing where you're like. He said a lot. You're like, eh, it's, you know, it's not really them, but it's on me. It's not really on me, but it is on me. But I don't know, dude. I mean, they kind of screwed. I, I yeah, I. It was not very uh, reassuring as to how exactly. I, I hope behind closed doors, and I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But I hope behind closed doors they have a much clearer picture of exactly what went wrong in that final sequence to produce those four play calls. Yeah, me too. Because that like that <laughs> answer didn't really give me a whole lot. Even the I think it was Nick that asked the question. But even like uh, it came from New Orleans. Uh, yeah, checking too. checking off into a run. They asked him like, well, was that something that was checked to, or is it something that was called? Like he wouldn't even give an answer on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I didn't. Oof! I didn't love any of that. No, no. Um, there was nothing in that answer that made me feel better about the offense after hearing said answer. No. no. Well, does this make you feel better? Nope. Uh I think Cam Irving's going to be your starting right tackle tonight, potentially, um, depending on who's available and who's not. Uh, yeah. Hand up. Yeah. All good. No idea who that is. I barely know who that was. <laughs> first round pick from FSU back in the day. He uh, he was starting tackle for Carolina a couple years ago. I, I read this, which was interesting. Um, well, in the NFL, he started at every position, including jumbo tight end in the offensive line. In college, he actually started at D tackle, center, and tackle. That's kind of cool. Um, sure. You know that Caesar Rees had never played tackle in his life before when he had to play right tackle <laughs> last week. How <laughs> insane is that? That's Ooh. just a bit of bad luck. To find yourself suddenly out there on an NFL field uh, playing the hardest position yeah. to play on the offensive side of the ball from just a purely physical standpoint, and you've never done it before. Mm. Oof. Hey, but Trevor Lawrence is questionable. He practiced Tuesday, Thursday, and he's never missed a game in his career, so I would almost guarantee he's going to play, but he is technically Questionable. Yeah, me and Mario were talking about it. Probably like a game time decision. I'd be shocked if Trevor Lawrence did not play this game. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. It's an important one. Saints are down right now. Um, then again, short week in the dome against the Saints defense. You know, maybe, maybe you, maybe you err on the side of caution. But like I said, he's never missed a. Uh, he's never missed. A yeah, game. I think it's it's very much in the air. Like obviously he wants to keep the streak. He he says he's feeling good, but like it's Trevor Lawrence. He means so much to them going forward. Like he is to them what Joe Burrow is to Cincinnati basically. Yeah. And 
even if he does play, interesting to see if he's going to be, you know, mobile with the injury because the Saints fed trouble with Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield, C.J. Stroud kind of navigating the pocket and extending plays. If T-Law does play, I'm curious to see how mobile T-Law. he is. T-Law. It reminds me of the Outfather. Shoebang says, I love hey. it. We're praying Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. That's how far the Saints have sunk. Well, Trevor Lawrence is pretty good. I mean, you know, you're talking about maybe a borderline top 10 guy. Easily the best QB they faced all year. Easily. Yeah, right? I'm trying to think. Hey, it's okay. Cam Irving signed with the uh, Saints uh, 15 days ago. And yeah. now he gets to block Josh Allen. And it's two weeks, dude. I mean, come on. It's more than enough time. Josh Allen's a freaking problem. Seven sacks. Kind of terrified. Oh, you know, he's just licking his chest. Oh, my God. Watching that film like, I'm about to get paid. <laughs> he's, he's, that, he's Josh Allen's that meme of that fat guy just sleeping on the money. <laughs> that's going to be Josh Allen after tonight. Uh, all right, when we get back, close in hour number one of OTB. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Go to allstartoyotabatonrouge.com, allstartoyotabatonrouge.com. Go there today. And uh, take advantage of everything that All-Star Toyota has to offer. The great deals, great selection, the great customer service, the people, the service department, the rental department, all of it. Whether by the new or Toyota certified used vehicle, maybe you're just leasing. It's so simple with your friends at All-Star Toyota of Baton Rouge. All-Star Toyota Baton Rouge, go and go see them on the airline highway today. Yeah, with the holidays coming up and maybe you want to plan ahead, go ahead and plan that trip. Well, you can go ahead and reserve your Toyota in that rental process that we tell you about every single day per day rental prices. And yes, Sienna, Sequoia, those bigger, larger vehicles, they are available. If you need a truck, maybe you're hauling something, you don't have that ability. Well, you can go get a Tundra Tacoma for the day as well, sedans, whatever. Obviously, everything is available in that rental process. Not going to find that anywhere else. Check them out all online at allstartoyotofbatonrouge.com. In times of need, get a full list of phone numbers. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. What's happening, y'all? Welcome back. OTB. Anthony Richards having season in in surgery, boys. My fantasy team was just about. You're about to turn that corner. Turn that corner. That's yeah. what I'm saying, bro. Just yeah, about yeah, yeah. to turn that corner, and now we're dead because we got to stick with Dak. Your guy, Taylor. My, I, uh, I like Dak when he was throwing for 5K. Not <laughs> ja- this crap. Jackson. I mean, would you really define Dak as my guy? Yeah, you always talk about but how much plays, you like him. He plays for the team I pull for. You talk about him more guy. than anybody I know. Yes. You, That's true. Thank you. You ask Max. him about it. No, you no, ask no, me no, about no, him a lot, no, though. No, 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 no. You talk about him more than anybody knows. That's all I'm saying. That is okay. facts. Everything he just said is factual. No? Yes? No? True. 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 Uh, Jackson Probably. and I have a bet. Whoever gets more rookie of the year votes between Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson, like... <laughs> You know, just it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like first place, second place, whatever. Like we we win the bet, and like we didn't even agree to terms. But I'm going to make him do something outlandish. He probably would have ne- been right. He would have been. Oh, he absolutely. Wait, so he had, been right. he had Richardson. Yeah, My he had Richardson. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Yes. He would have definitely been right had uh, he I not just hurt. with Bryce Young. I was like, okay, yeah, I understand some of the limitations, but he's so good in the pocket. I mean, he really manipulates the pocket. Does a really good job of finding windows. Blah blah blah. The receivers that they signed with DJ Chark and Adam Thielen's balling, by the way. 
I'm like, okay, yeah. he's going to have like he's going to have some nice stats. I didn't really know how Anthony Richardson would translate, and he's played well, but obviously like his body he's is hard to keep like five up. Five minutes so. with with how he plays, and that's what we talked about pre-draft as well. So, so look, everybody that wanted Anthony Richardson to not play football and take another redshirt year, here you go. You got your wish. Hope you're happy. Yeah. Um. So one of my favorite videos I see going, I see it on Twitter, but it it originally hails from TikTok is how Latinos pronounce football teams. And uh, here is SEC edition, how Latinos pronounce college teams, SEC edition. How Latinos pronounce college football teams, part three, SEC edition. Okay, yet taki. Say Kentucky Wildcat. Okay. Okay, primo, yet the equipo. Say I can't see Razor Bay. Okay, Louis, yet taki. Say South Carolina Game Coat. Oh man, he had Alabama nailed, and then he hit the T day uh, instead of tied. Uh, that the, the guy's laugh that was doing it, man. That was. That makes that worth that. That's just good, wholesome fun. I would take yeah. go check out the entire series. They have NFL teams, all of it. It is uh, excellent. Mario, uh, what's, what's your reaction as a resident Spanish broadcaster and Latin representative? That was hilarious. Yeah, I agree. That's, 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 that's the good stuff right there. Um, I was a little bummed they didn't do LSU. Yeah. I, 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 wanted, I wanted to see what I kept waiting for. It, but, uh-uh. uh yeah. It, it's probably because like they know them by LSU and like you literally just say the letter. I mean, they could have done Louisiana State, but that's probably why they didn't do it. Tigers, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, game, game of call. Well, they had the Tigres. Game of call. Exactly. The Tigers is too close to Tigres, team. and yeah. they had the Mexican soccer team. Yeah. The uh, oh wait oh there's a Mexican soccer team Tigres. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Crimson T Day. <laughs> uh, all right. Look, coming up next hour on OTB. Let's go look at some of these great games coming up this weekend in college football, as well as Caroline Fenton at 8.30. Sam Hotman cutting the beard, boys. Did y'all see this? Mm-hmm. Sam Hotman shaved the beard. And we'll get to some good, clean fun with DeAndre Swift and Terrell Edmonds. Keep it locked. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook, you already know, dude. Uh, you're right now for the month of October. You bet $5 on any NFL game. Well, if you sign up for the first time, use the promo code Baton Rouge. You bet $5 on the NFL. You get $200 in bonus bets instantly. If you're a returning customer, every single game day, including today, you get great teasers and sweeteners and other stuff to play with and help you go away with bigger winnings. Jake, you looking at anything for tonight yet? We got uh, a full board in college this weekend, dude. Yeah, the college board is incredible. I mean, the college slate really the last couple of days, there, there's been a lot of really good games that – you could have bet on Tuesday, Wednesday, certainly NFL on Thursday night. Got more college games. So, yeah. Uh, so, again, 
Promo code BAMROOS first time. Must be 20 or older for the present Louisiana. Select parishes only. Bonus bets are 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and positive tied. Terms of sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball. Terms like C partner and gold nugget like Charles Gamble. Prop go 100 gambler. 100 It's football terms time. Basketball terms. My bad. Follow us on Twitter at 1045BSPN to cast your vote in the Citizens Bank and Trust poll of the day. Vote daily inside off the bench. Live at lunch on 1045BSPN.